You are listening to the Up Level Lounge podcast. I'm your host, Melissa Froelich, a business coach and strategist who helps female entrepreneurs uplevel their business with practical strategies, a rewired mindset, and the accountability to make it stick. With over 15 years of collective hands-on experience in corporate and the entrepreneurial space, I bring a unique and diverse perspective when it comes to helping women grow their businesses. My own business experienced massive growth when I started investing in my business and working with a coach. Now I am here to share those same strategies and insights with you right here week after week. If you are looking for clarity on your business direction and accountability on your goals, then you are in the right place. Let's jump into today's episode. Today, I am really excited to be doing this podcast with my friend and client, Jen Taylor. She's somebody who I have been so blessed to work with because I've learned so much for myself. (laughs) And that's always what's really, really fun when, when I get to know somebody and get to partner with them, how much learning actually comes through from my clients, for myself. And one of the big lessons that I continue to learn from Jen is how to honor yourself in your decision-making process, especially when it comes to your business and how to do what truly feels good and what you want to do versus what you're simply good at. And I think that that's something, if you've been following me for a while, you know that I am passionate about. It's not just doing the thing because you can, or you should, or this is what you invested in. And so this title is what you should continue to hold over your head. It's listening to what's in your soul, what's in your body, what's in your just dreams and desires. So with that, I would love for you, Jen, to do a quick little introduction and help us get to know you. And then we're going to get into some, some of your story a little bit deeper. Okay. Well, thanks for having me. It's so exciting. I am Jen Taylor. I own Jen Taylor Consulting, um, and I also own Tailored Events Group. Uh, I am an ISTJ, and I am a human design projector. Don't ask me what my Enneagram is, and I have no clue on the Colby. I have numbers. I have no clue how they work. So I love to eat. I love to drink wine. I love to barbecue. I just moved into my dream house. And all, all of that, I have a great group of girlfriends and a lovely partner at this time. So, uh, things are, are, are good. I had to peek over and look at what your Colby was. Cause I'm like, I know, I know your Colby, you're an eight, seven, two, three. So high fact finder, just somebody who likes a good system and process and doesn't exactly need to jump in and do the implementation with that three at the end. So it's you, it's quintessentially you, but it also makes sense why you'd be like, I'm going to lean into this human design, which is newer work for you, right? Like yes. that's a newer yeah. discovery, but yeah. this yeah. is going back to what feels good in the body, which is yeah. what a big motivator is to you. And I'm also a Taurus. So there you go. There you go. Um, yeah. So I started uh, wedding planning in 2004 when I got engaged to, this story will come later, my late husband. And um, I had hired a planner. And at the end of it, she's like, you know, you can do this. And I'm like, yeah, you know. I know I can. <laughs> so she gave me the name of the company and which was the beginning of uh, tailored events by Jennifer. And then I, I just went on my way. I still had a job at the court. I still had a corporate job, but within the next couple of weeks, I went into my corporate job and there was rumblings on what 
we were going to be sold or we were sold. And I'm like, okay. So got more information on that. And we were uh, sold to a company in Atlanta. And I'm like, well, I'm not moving to Atlanta and probably Atlanta doesn't want to have me. So (laughs) in 2005, I started the business and at the end of 2005, I was finally let go. So the person that let me go was, I think it was right before Christmas. I think she was crying. I said, do not worry. Do not be sad. I said, you've given me an end date because at that point I was going to work for like maybe a 50, I would drive at half an hour to an hour and work for 15 minutes and go home Mm. because I had nothing to do. I had done all my work. I'm just sitting here waiting for a date. And so, um, so I started my business and just went gangbusters until 2018. So 2000, I think 15, I started growing my business. I, I, I experimented with a few things and I hired somebody and I was teaching planning. And one of the, one of the girls was like, I was mentoring her and she's like, you know what? I just want to work for you. I'm like, great, come work for me. So then that kind of brought me the path of like, okay, I'm growing my business. I am gaining people. I can do more, do more weddings, do more of that. And then all of a sudden I had a team of, there was five of us. I had all these other venues I was working with exclusively, all these things. So I was like, okay, this is good. Well, 2018, my body was shutting down. My adrenals mm-hmm. were shot because I kept everything in. And so, and also the team was kind of falling, not falling apart, but we were just kind of, we were done. Our lifespan as, as a group, which I love them, they were moving on. They were growing up as, as adults. And so, so then the big cliffhanger happens is on Halloween, well, really the 30th, my husband claps on the floor in our kitchen and uh, two o'clock in the morning on Halloween, I had to say goodbye. So there I am. I am now a widow and I'm like, F, what the hell am I going to do? I still had weddings for, for the next year. So 2019, and I had to move out. I had to do everything. I had to figure out what was going to go on in my life. So I was working with a coach and I'm good at operations. I am good at operations. I just didn't know that there was a thing of a DOO out there or a director of operations. I I knew of them, but I didn't know that that was a path. So I got Natalie's uh, name with the ops authority and I'm like, okay, tell me more about this. And, (laughs) and I, I took the course. I'm now a certified director of operations and I'm like, okay, so what am I going to do? Okay. I took the course. And then all of a sudden I'm like, why? And then all of a sudden wine came into my mind. I'm like, I like to drink wine. I go to wineries. I did a lot of weddings at wineries. I can do this. So I signed up for a certification of the business of wine through Washington state university, which was awesome. It's basically a DOO of wineries. I'm like, okay, now I've got two director of operations type things. Now, what am I going to do with it? And so I'm throwing things at the wall and I'm like, God damn, nothing's really working. And I'm like, what am I? So it really took me all of 2020, all of 2020 to do the certifications. And then at 2021, I'm like, hmm. I'm still kind of, I, I'm just, I'm getting the groove. I'm kind of knowing what I'm doing. I have a client or two and I'm like, okay, what's, you know, so don't be afraid to go. I have no clue what's going to happen next because I still didn't. And then the middle of last year, I decided, hell, I found my perfect dream house. I'm going to move. I remember the day that you like voxered me and then boom, it was like, I'm doing this thing. And again, one of the many things that inspire me about you is you decide there is no waffling and wondering and like fear does not have a place in your 
in your world. And that's like such a gift in itself. And you just go and you do, I want to back up to one part of the story. So you were talking about, you know, the tragic loss of bill and you mentioned that you already had weddings planned out for that year that you needed to finish. But you also mentioned that your body was starting to shut down. You were exhausted. I mean, events take adrenaline, but weddings take a lot of adrenaline, right? So it would make sense, but you were working with a coach. Like how did that happen? Like what, what led you to work with a coach and what were you working on with that coach? Well, I started this where I am now. I started this process in 2000, probably 2007. Well, I should say that probably 2016. So you were so trying to transition out. I was trying to transition out of wedding planning and having a team was letting me do that. And so then I'm like, okay, what can I do to fulfill what I really am? I am a teacher. I like to teach people how to do things for themselves and how to hopefully make their lives easier as a, you know, as a coach. And um, so I was trying to trying to transition through that, you know? And so in 2016, my mother had passed away. So I was like another big shift in my life. Okay. What does that look like? So that's was the start of it, but it never, I could never get any further. And a lot of it has to do with just my own internal work and my own mindset and all those things. And so then when Bill passed away, it was, it took me right back to where I was because your body is just, you know, the body keeps score is true. I haven't read the book, but I know I live it. So it goes back to that. I've got a survive mode and how am I going to, how am I going to do that? So it's really, you know, there's, there's sayings that you hear when you become a widow and they're all true. Like don't do anything the first year. And I did like 5 million things and then really don't do anything the next year. And I did another, maybe 2 million things. And so finally you finally get settled into your own back into your own body because your body's not in your, your mind and your body are anywhere close to where they needed to be. So working with a coach helped me start narrowing that down. And then when she hired a director of operations, she's like, this is what you do. This is how you, this is. And so that was kind of the, the click of it. And so, so yeah, having, having a coach and working with a coach throughout the process has helped me but it's also been a way to open my eyes to other things that I didn't know that was out there. So fast forward to now you are in this dream home, which is absolutely gorgeous. I cannot wait to hopefully have the chance to come in person for so many reasons, not to mention all the wine and fun that we would have, but it just is, it's, it's your space. And like, I feel like you're really coming into this next version of you and this identity. But one thing that sets you apart from a lot of women that I work with is you aren't in a hurry. You aren't looking at all of the things that you've invested in as, well, shoot, that was a waste of my time, or that was a waste of my money. Cause that wasn't it for me. You have this incredible way of looking at each thing as, well, that was good. And now I'm here and I'm going to explore this thing. So talk to me a bit about how honoring what feels good in your body and, you know, the the events of your life and losses have kind of shifted you into that space. Now, a lot of this is just who you are as a person, but there is this impact as well of like, I'm going to be present. Like you are really good at being present. So talk to us a little bit about how that shaped what you're doing in your business and maybe how this looks different now than it did, you know, when you started in 2015, 16. So 2015, 2016, it was, well, it's come full circle. I was going to be purely for wedding planners and I'm working with them and helping them start their business. And then 
And then you hear all the voices and you hear all the things from other people or in your own head and things aren't working. And you're like, well, maybe this isn't it. And well, maybe it's just the universe telling you it's just not the right time. And that's a lot of what I've, I've done because if it's hard, it's not the right time. And so I kind of look at it that way. It's like, if this is hard, it's like buying this house, this house I bought in less. I mean, I've bought, I've most of the houses I've purchased uh, except for the one in Mill Creek, that was a little bit harder. Hmm. <laughs> have been all been easy. And so it was, this house was like super easy. It was. Yeah. And, and if it wasn't, it wasn't going to, it wasn't going to happen. So I've learned that if it's easy, it's supposed to happen. And if I've written it down and it's really just the, the process of what do I want in my life? And I want my life to be I want my life to be easy, just like anybody else. I want my life to be easy. So how do I make it that way? And how, if something doesn't work, like this director of operations for wine, I love wine. I love talking about wine. I love going to wineries. I love the smell of them. I've been going since I was young. So I was like, oh, this would be perfect. Well, there's a lot to learn. And I'm like, I, I need to, I need to practice or I need to do something with that. And it just didn't happen. So I'm like, you know what? I have it in my back pocket and I can talk about wine. A lot of people don't know what I do. And so it's like, okay, do I need to be intentional about telling them what I do? Or do I right now not care about what I'm doing with this part of it? So now almost six, I mean, we're, you know, it's, almost 10 years later, I'm back to, I want to teach wedding planners. And it's just what I love to talk about. I love to talk about business and I like to talk about weddings Mm -hmm. and that's what I love to do. And so is it easier now than it was, you know, 2017? Yeah. Is it, is it more of where the circumstances I am at now? It, yes, I have more time. I have more free space. I have worked on myself. And I think, I mean, a lot of things that you say about me, I just, I just laugh because I don't see that, that I'm, I'm these things. I'm like, I'm, I sometimes feel like I'm a hot mess coming into everything, but, (laughs) but I do get things done quickly. I mean, that's one thing I do. I'm, I don't know if I'm, I'm fearless in a way, but I, I know once I see something that I want, I'm going to make sure I get that. You're intentional. Um, And then you're also quick to allow yourself to release a commitment to something. If it isn't aligned instead of like, well, I said I was going to do the thing, you know, like investing in a, a, what was it? A training program recently health wise. And you're like, no, I just decided this isn't good. I didn't want to do that. Right. But that is part of, of what makes you very much a leader, a natural leader. And I think coming back, like you said, full circle in, and you said it earlier, I am a teacher. I like to teach, right? Being able to say that, like, of course you would come full circle and teach in this space of weddings because it is what you're naturally like drawn to, because it's not just that you were a wedding planner, like you're a speaker, (laughs) you go and talk about this nationally. You've been part of like every thing that you can imagine in terms of, of organizations. And like, you know, people in the industry, you don't just know the industry, you know, people and understand it from every single vantage point. So going back to, if it's not easy, you're not going to do it. Let's talk about some of the things that you have done to create more ease in, in your life. And I think this is part of what I can see that maybe you don't even realize, but you have a team, right? Before you're like, business is 
running out ahead of you, you're supporting yourself now to grow the thing. So talk to us about that and like the importance for you of investing in help. I think that that is part of the ease so that you can stay where it feels good. Yeah. So I, I used to love doing my social media. I mean, that's the first, I mean, bookkeeping was the first thing I let go of because I'm terrible at that. My late husband would, we would literally not talk for about two months because right about this time, because he'd start doing taxes and he'd look at me and just shake his head. The next thing was social media. And I learned right after he passed away, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this. There's no way. And I don't have the brain power. I don't have the energy. So I had re-engaged a social media team that I had and just gave them, I'm like, you do, you do it all. I'll give you the things as they come out. I'll give you articles that I've written. I, I, you know, as those things happen, podcasts, all of that, but that is something that I can't do. And now it's to the point of we've tried to launch things. I've tried to launch things on my own with, with my marketing team and they've never worked. So this go around, I'm actually using a launch person, person who does exclusively launches to launch a new program for me because I don't know how to. And so what I've learned of how to make your life easier is I'll pull from my own coach. Uh, Don't do stuff you suck at. I mean, my, my first coach, well, she was my first, but we both had the same first coach. My second coach, Jessica Butts, Healing the Hustle, you know, it was front seat life. And I've learned so much of like, if you're in your backseat, you're never going to get anything done. You're going to be bitching and moaning and complaining and nothing's going to happen. If you're spending your time in your front seats, you're going to get a lot more done. And I've learned the things that I, not necessarily I suck at them. I just don't want to do them either. Like mm-hmm. I know how to clean my house. I can clean it. <laughs> and every time I'm like, oh yeah, I can clean it. This is easy. It's easy. No, I never gets done. So guess what? I moved in this house. I'm like, oh yeah, I'll buy all the things. I'll do all the stuff. I'll clean my house. No, no. I found a house cleaner. I'm like, hi, can you clean my house? Yes. And you know, can, you know, then, you know, getting my nails done. Mm, I'm still working on that. I know I can get my nails done. I know it's I not can. just outsourcing the task, right? It's outsourcing your ability to keep your energy yeah. is the other part of it. Like, okay, this thing's always looming and it's not getting done. So why don't I invest in somebody else to help me along with this? And I think that's, you know, we need to, we need to highlight the fact that you have an arsenal of people that are helping drive you forward so that you can be in the ease. Yeah. You have an energy coach, you have me as your coach, you have a resource help around your house. You've invested in somebody to help bring this new really cool program to life. And the list goes on, right? We were just talking today. You just invested in another program so that you can enhance another very specific area of your business. You're like, give me the experts so that they can help me do the thing. And it's like in my, my program, the CFA, the consulting framework accelerator, I always get the question 5 million times. Do people really invest in consultants? Yes. People who understand the value of stuff. And that's, that's it. Like we can call some of these people coaches, but really they're coming into consultants. They do this and not this. And that's exactly what you're doing with, with this investment that you just made this week. It's like, I want some really specific knowledge in a very specific area of my business. And you know that if you can get that, then it's going to make things easier. And there's so much value attached to that piece of it. So as you think about what's next in your business, and you've kind of, you've mentioned a couple of times that something really exciting and fun is in the works right now. I know what it is. Do you want to give any type of like teaser to that or kind of let people know it's coming? I mean, I think that that's always fun. 
Yes, I am launching a, um, my next group coach took coaching program, which is design your business with Jen Taylor. So it's really focusing, of course, with wedding planners, but talking about the director of operations part of it, your eight CEOs, like who are they and how do you, how do you tame them, harness them, whatever you want to say, how do you get the voices out of your head and onto a sheet of paper of what you need to do in your business? Because Let's face it, not every, I mean, I've, I learned this and I don't know why it didn't, it never clicked with me. Most wedding professionals are very creative and very, don't see the details behind that. And I'm very detail oriented. And luckily most of my team was as well. Um, we called ourselves a logistical wedding planning um, mm. um, because I, I could care less about the design of your, of your wedding. I really wanted you to have an experience that you felt like everything was put together. Like for my clients, I wanted them to come tell their friends. I felt at ease. I didn't have to worry about anything. I didn't have to, everything was done for, not for me, but it was done. Everything, I didn't have to worry about anything. And I had a team of other professionals that did that. And it's just like my, just like my house and just like my own business. I relied on a team of professionals for my clients that made sure that all the pretty stuff was done. I just had to worry about making sure everybody got there. So this business coaching program is really about how to make your business run. So you can focus on the creative part Mm -hmm. and not be so, you know, working 20 million hours a night doing meetings. I mean, the the boundaries, the expectations, the, all the stuff and how, I mean, sometimes I'd hear back from other professionals going, you know, you gave me a time of when I needed to be there. I'm like, doesn't everybody? And the answer was no. And so like my timeline was based on what needed to happen and how it needed to happen in a particular list. And so how do you, you know, how do you impart that to other wedding planners? And that's what this coaching program is, is really taking the details part of it, but also taking some of the wedding planning part and talking about a little bit of both. I love that. And the part that I want to add is it's sort of like being able to go back to that earlier version of yourself and say, I was fortunate to know all these things, but I looked around my peer group and people that I know and respect in the industry and realized that what I knew and what I was doing was not commonplace to them. Right. And so if I can teach other people how to make more ease in their business, then they can really stay in their zone of genius. And I think the thing that you didn't mention, but is so important is that is going to increase the value of their services and that the, the, the client experience, you can have the most incredible designer, right? Floral designer or uh, interior designer for your house, but all of that value is diminished if it is hard to contact them as the consumer, if it is hard to know what the timeline is going to be, the communication is, and that's what happens so many times from my experience as the person investing in creatives, right? They're important to my life because the beauty brings me happiness, but I get so freaking frustrated because I'm like, why is this so hard? Or just last night, we um, were in the process of buying a new home because we're going to be moving again. And we had the home inspection done and I get the invoice for the home inspection and I can't effing pay it. 
because there are no links. And he's like, you can pay me on PayPal. And so my husband, bless his heart, is like going to go. And I'm like, I'm not even going to try because I know that none of the information is there. And he's like, I'm just going to type in this email address. And I was like, it's not going to work. I guarantee that the person left out the information. And sure enough, to call him on the phone and then give them my credit card over the phone. And I'm like, you just made a $660 invoice, $1,000 because my time is valuable, you know, but that is the stuff that you and I are sitting here saying like, how is this not commonplace for people? Because not everybody is wired like an operations maven, right? (laughs) We just live and breathe it. So I talk a lot about making sure that we marry the things we're passionate about and bring us joy and the things we're really freaking good at. And that's what you are doing now. And I don't know exactly when this podcast is going to air, but I can tell you like, If you want to know more about this, follow Jen on Instagram and go join her Facebook group. I have it pulled up right here, so I will not get it wrong. It's design your business with Jen Taylor, wedding and creative entrepreneurs. So this isn't just wedding professionals that would benefit from what you're putting together, like creative entrepreneurs as well. So this is so exciting because I've gotten to be part of a massive piece of this journey in this timeline. And I love it when I see my clients land in a place of like, yep, this is it. I've landed home. Like, let's bring this to life. And that's what you've been doing. It's like layering it on instead of like, well, I'm not sure. And I'm exploring, which is an important part of the journey, but like you're at home base now, which yeah. is so cool. And to go back, you know, I'm, I am dating a lovely man who is, has his own business and he is so not operationally based. And I, I try my hardest to stay out. And, uh, there's, there's, you know, like I told him, I said, eventually you're going to have to sit down and we're going to have a come to Jesus meeting because (laughs) you're going to have, because that whole PayPal thing. I mean, he does. I mean, it's just, it's just so old school. He's so old school that all the, I mean, PayPal is new to him. I mean, all these things. And so, so yeah, it's, it's taking some of that. This is how I've done it and go, no, let's make this more something that you can work with and still have time to work on, to do things that you want to do or spend time with your family or whatever it is. Exactly. Not taking meetings at seven o'clock at night because you have to, I mean, that's just crazy. So it's really, you know, it is marrying the, the, the fun things that I like to talk about with weddings and, and the detailed parts the the, the teaching of let's get some operation stuff in place and make it work. I love it. Thank you for sharing just part of your story with us today. And I know that this is going to be inspiring to so many women who are listening to this. And I would love to just kind of leave everybody with some thoughts from you. So if you could share one or two things for that, that woman who is building and still in that path of exploration, but seeks more ease and seeks more alignment and joy. Like what would you say to her? What are some things that have really helped you get true to what you want and desire? Write down the list of things that you're doing and write down the things that you love to do. And then put down the things that, you know, it's really taken, you know, uh, I don't know. I've, I've heard it from my old coach. And it's like the, you know, your zone of genius, what's your zone of genius? What's your, what's your zone of competency? Um, And I can't remember. I think it might be a Franklin Covey thing. Um, Uh, Gay Hendrix. Gay Hendrix. And then that's right. And then what are your, you know, what are the things that you suck at? And one of the things that you are like, I can do this, but it puts me in the backseat instantaneously. Like Mm -hmm. those are the things. So then you're like, okay, this is what I, this is the things that I can do, but I'm not, I just feel like I'm, you know, just 
woozy at the end of the day when I do them. Well, figure out a way to, 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 to move that on to somebody else. Same with the things that you are not good at at all, that you're not competent at. Just say, okay, these, these two lower quadrants are out and I need to find either a way to outsource them or a way to make my life easier with them. And it might be the, the latter first and then finding a way to outsource them. And then, you know, and then even for the, the stuff that you're competent at, you're like, do I really want to do this, this stuff? <laughs> I'll swear to the, uh, and w- once you have that, then you're like, okay, this is how I can focus on what I do best and have a life of ease because I just, I didn't just turn 50. I'm now, I'm now almost 51. And, you know, there's things that I'm like, you know, I want my life to be easy. I, I, I mean, I've restarted four different times in the last three years. So I want it to be easy now. And so how do I do that? It, it doesn't matter what age you're at. It's just a matter of finding out what are the things that you don't want to do, or you don't like to do, or you can't do, figure out a way to make those things go away. You're still in your business. They're still there, but you're not doing them. And then mm-hmm. focus on the things that you're good at. I guess that's the biggest thing. And just, and just let it, I mean, things happen for a reason. And, and that's the biggest thing is there is just, it's just the way it is. Uh, I was just, I was just on a call and she's like, she was saying that she's not, she's a one woo. And that means she's, you know, she believes in some of the woo uh, until she sees the science on it. And I'm like, you know what? I like the science of it, but I'm a woo woo. And it's taken me a long time to realize that I was like, I, you know, manifestation and crystals. And I mean, I have a whole altar over here that I, you know, having an energy coach gets you to that second woo. I'll tell you. And so, but letting things, letting the universe tell you what, what's working and what's not, because they're going to tell you if it's hard, that means it's not for you at this time. I love that. And I think that sometimes we think that there's some big fancy strategy that we need to do. And it's simple. These are simple little things. I mean, you're saying create a list, take an inventory, and also realizing that there are things that are beyond us that are impacting and giving us data and feedback and direction and guiding us. And I relate to that so much because I was very resistant to a lot of that in the beginning stages of my business. I was all in on the strategy, all in on the checklist, got to do this, got to be perfect. And now I'm like way over here, leaning into all the things that I can't see the intangibles and it's, it's important work. And, you know, I think, I mean, for me, I think even just reading, I mean, I haven't dug deep into the human design, but just reading the parts of it saying that who I am has mm-hmm. fully just said, Oh yeah, this is what I, this is how I operate. So now let's figure out what that means for me because I pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed and pushed. And now I'm like, why isn't, why isn't anybody attracted to me mm-hmm. um, in a business sense? And now I know why. So that's, uh, that's a huge part of it is learning, learn, learning yourself as well. Learning yourself. Yes. I love that. Well, thank you so much. I loved that you were able to share all of this. And I know, like I said, it's going to inspire so many. So thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much for tuning in to today's show. If you're looking to join a community of female entrepreneurs focused on the growth of their online business, be sure to check out the Uplevel Lounge community on Facebook. As always, you can find all the links and information mentioned in this episode at melissafrolick.com. See you here next week.